people in the old Persian kingdom did not gather around the fireplace, but instead around the wind place. It was the world's first HVAC system, and they probably stole it from the ancient Egyptians. Welcome to the Two Thirds Focused. Today, I don't think any office is focused, except on spooky things and killing people. But, <laughs> and if you can't tell, I'm I'm not only Rasmus, I'm also having a sore throat and might be slightly sick, but we'll see how it goes. And I'm red, and I'm good. Hey, I'm doing fine. Nerd Inventor, Jan, and um, happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah, happy Halloween. So two out of three, uh, as always, are good. And, yeah, I'm, and I like that we keep it on a rotation so that even I can have like <laughs> an, you keep an off for yourself. day. <laughs> <laughs> you keep for yourself. You keep it to yourself. So how how you all been doing this week? Jan, you're in a hotel again? Of course. As often. You live in hotels, doesn't you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much lately, yeah. It, it's not because my wife threw me out. It's actually because work <laughs> is picking up. Uh, good cover story with the job, though. Really good cover story. Exactly, exactly. Like, look, look, I mean, if I wish everyone could see that, like, sexy um, picture in the back and those absolutely stunning golden curtains in that hotel room. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, um, I'm at another exhibition. We are um, exhibiting again in um, Essen, close to Düsseldorf. Okay. So yeah, no, I'm I'm like I said, always busy, but I'm happy. Um, we I had luck with the internet at the hotel, so <laughs> yeah. it is possible as always. Yeah. Did Did you have a, a lot of activity at the show, or was it like super quiet and? Oh, and it, it, it is like it. It's like perfect for Halloween. Not a soul. Oh wow! It was a horrible pun, but uh, not a lot of visitors. It was really boring. Did that trade show today or exhibition would have like perfectly fit into um, the one we had about being bored and nothing you can do about it because you're not allowed to play with your cell phone because you kind of like your manager standing right next to you playing on his cell phone um but so one has to look like awake and not brain offline like staring into nothingness uh but yeah at the end it was like i was taking a walk around looking at the other booth and people like were jump scared when I walked around the corner because there was like suddenly someone standing there and it could be a customer. <laughs> it was pretty bad. If you try to sneak up on people and ask like really technical questions all sudden, so they don't have the mental time to prepare. Oh, I'm going to try that tomorrow. <laughs> you don't even have to like at the moment. It's just like, just be quiet because everybody, like if you walk over there, it's like, I know where the like smombie term from smartphone comes from. Everybody stares into their cell phones because like that exhibition goes till five o'clock and it's mm. literally dead at two o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. So everybody's oh. just standing there killing time. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Oh, it, it was, it was glorious. Yeah. There's free. You almost said it like you meant it. There's free food though. <laughs> Something positive. Yeah, free food okay, is good. Okay. But no no free beer? I mean, you're in, still in Germany, aren't you? So <laughs> It's actually funny that you mentioned that because after the first day of the show today, like today was the first show or the day of the show uh, when we left, everybody got like a care package from the exhibition. And guess what? There was a bottle of beer <laughs> in the package. And oh, wait, I have to show you guys. Sorry again for everybody who's just listening and not actually seeing that. 
Tabaron. A yeah. whole like big package and there's not yes. much left of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I recently learned that there is a proper way to cut Tabaron. Do you know that? I mean, it's with an axe and a lot of cursing. Uh, uh, yeah, you yeah. can do that. That That's the your way but it, it, it works it works too yeah no but apparently you don't have to break it down like normal chocolate but you have to push on the tip of the uh, pie spike to mm. to uh, break it upwards and not downwards yeah. right yeah a lot easier that's a lot easier yeah but I I was like it I it was only recently that I learned that so I've been doing it wrong my whole life exactly try try to bite from it like that's that's the fun thing to ask like um a swiss guy is like how to eat a toblerone without hurting yourself <laughs> if he has good humor he's gonna answer it's like not at all <laughs> mm. yeah no but um like other than that um week's been going fine it was a hell of a drive like four accidents on the way up um Ooh. But caused like by not you? not caused by me. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just checking. No, no, just just basically passing. Uh, my colleagues were not as lucky. They we called out the hit and run. Exactly. Yeah, and I did that for to, to just get rid of my colleagues because they, they actually but, left. But like they are living. Couldn't get rid of the manager. Exactly. They're they're living in the same area as I do, uh, and they started driving half an hour after I did. Like I started driving at seven o'clock in the morning and they're like seven between seven thirty and eight o'clock. They caught every single traffic jam, like oh. with roadblocks, with everything. Like I arrived at the exhibition at like one o'clock, ah, nah, tw- 12 30 in the afternoon. Like the next one was my manager. He didn't arrive till three thirty PM. Wow. <laughs> that, that's what managers do. I'm not going to comment on that in the off chance that he's ever going (laughs) to listen to that podcast. (laughs) The other colleague arrived at four o'clock. I wasn't able to unload my car with like the demo units and everything I had in there because the the, the carts, the stroller carts to like unload that stuff were in there. We have two of them. Both were in their cars. Yeah, sure. Mm. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Would it make sense to have them in your car because you are the one unloading them oh, because sense. i was the only one there and like waiting for three hours for them to show up but yeah, yeah. <laughs> good management but, but i'm still in still in good spirits like it's it's fun being out again i hope there's going to be more visitors tomorrow other than that it's fine so how about you guys i've just been drinking tea <laughs> yeah no, I, so last week i mentioned that oh i'm starting to get a little bit sick and so I have been sick for the last week. And, and I, I, are you better now? Yeah, it's getting it's it's getting up and up again. Like yesterday, I think I nearly had twenty cups of tea and coughed off the lung. Yeah. Today I am on my third cup of tea, and we're having a podcast, so I need a cup of tea. Improvement. I think that's a slight improvement. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've literally not been in the workshop for a week. I've just been inside, relaxing, Slacker. catching mice killing thing yeah i actually had my first encounter with rodents in the house uh on sunday or something so it's like oh yeah i was walking back into the kitchen to get another cup of tea like at 10 o'clock in the evening or something because i've just finished playing sekiro for the third time (laughs) and getting the third ending so i've got one more left and me me and red might have thoughts and plans for the fourth one yeah uh but but um yeah i was just turning on the light for the kitchen and i had had this 
this tail looking at me and the two eyes and was like hello friend <laughs> uh you're not supposed to be here you, you know when you see a mouse like it's the one that didn't find space anymore to hide because the rest of them took all the other spaces <laughs> yeah yeah uh so but on, honestly i mean it's uh it's it's an interesting experience to just sort of try to suddenly think uh, figure out okay where do they have access to at the moment and how many are there of them and all of that uh so I had to do some mind games with the mice. So I got a hold of the mouse traps and I've just put bait on them. I didn't set the mouse trap. I just put bait in them and mm-hmm. I placed them around the house, uh, especially in the kitchen area where, they, where I found them, just to figure out, okay, where do they have access to? Inside of cupboards, like on the floor, just on the uh, counter where mm-hmm. I saw it. Uh, and they, he basically, the only bait he took was the one that was left on the counter. That was, that I left overnight. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Just to be sh- certain, I set all of them the next day and I'll put them in a few different places because he didn't get into any of the cupboards but like noticing oh but from the beginning when I first saw him he of course got really scared and he ran across the kitchen counter and down in a hole in the corner of the counter in the, sort of that corner of the building mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah so there's yeah. a gap inside the, inside the house you mean the shortcut the kitchen to the pantry maybe uh <laughs> Uh, but no, so, so there's a small gap next to the kitchen counter and the wall, and he went like down there, which is behind all of the cupboards. Yeah. And imagining that that's also the access point into the house, because I've not seen any sign of mouse or mouse droppings in any other part of the house yet. Yet being the keyword, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I basically put two traps and I put them on the counter at either end, because I saw him in one end and he ran across and went down the hole in the other end. Um, and then he, one mouse, like, almost immediately triggered the first one. And I was sitting here playing, at that point, probably Civilization, uh, because I hate my life and don't have a sense of time anymore. <laughs> uh, and I just hear that kaplink, and I walk in and just see the mouse wiggling and then falling still. And I was like, well, that was quick. So yeah. I cleaned that out, dropped another one, and I left the other mouse traps just be, just to see if there were more of them. And then when I wake up this morning uh, I caught another one okay so there was at least at least two of them in the house at that point but I reset all of them and I put them a few different places and we'll see if I catch more um, only only like 80 or so left probably I mean yeah uh, I would, would love to did, did you receive a package from Steve lately because didn't he mention that he was hunting like in his house? Yeah. <laughs> I could yeah, swear yeah. that like little like package with the moonshine metal work on it and like a whole bitten owl on the side. <laughs> and now that's your problem. Isn't, isn't isn't that that uh, uh, the tail the, the mouse? What's the, what's the, is it German? It's an actual German tale of uh, the mouse trapping uh, the piper mouse piper. Is oh yeah, the yeah, 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 the um, Hamlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Hamlet. That's, yeah, it's um, or Hamlet. Not sure. I, there is an actual German town with the, where the church is decorated with like these uh, stained glass windows yeah. that depict that specific story of, or at least parts of it, where all of the children were lost or something, probably to the plague, and the plague was probably caused by rats and things like that. Are you both googling this thing now? Um, yeah, Hamlin. It's Hamlin called. Yeah, Hamlin. That's a yeah, town. The guy with yeah, that's a town. The guy with his okay. pipe that um, like got all the mouse out, uh, mice out, 
Yes, and then yes. they refused to pay him and he took... Um, they stole the kids. Yeah, he took revenge and like playing an other tune and all the kids followed him out of the town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I haven't received mail from Germany, but I always like to blame Steve for things. So, you can, you can go with that one. Exactly. What did you do with the dead mouse? Garbage. Oh. Could have saved the skin for me. <laughs> I mean, it's still in top of the garbage pile. I mean, I can pluck it out if you really want to. And yeah, why not? <laughs> you want the taxi? Do you want the taxidermist? I, that's I, I that's mean, something that really disgust disgust me. Disgust me uh, because I don't have the guts to open a, a dead rat and to empty take out it the guts. out. Yeah, take, you don't have it, the guts to take the guts. Absolutely. And and just, but playing just want to get a ladder. But, <laughs> but but the, somehow it it I find it very interesting that. You can you can take a dead animal and and put back life into it at least just for the the uh, expression with fake unless fake you're eyes. Swedish unless you're Swedish and you get handed a lion. Where is that? So, so so honestly, do this now. All uh, and the people listening at home, if you can, pause for a second yeah. and just go to Google and type in Swedish taxidermy lion. Swedish. Probably looks like absolute. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll wait to explain before because before you actually see this because this is Holy negative shit. Yeah. Yes. Oh damn, <laughs> that's ugly. So, do you see it, Jan? Oh, it looks like it's alive. <laughs> yeah, except it has like a dozen extra chromosomes or something. Yeah, it, so, yeah. it looks like a lion drawn by a three years old kid. Yeah, so is there, is there a date related to it? Because I think I know more of the story, but I'm not sure if I remember the dates correctly. Um, it's for check. the king of Sweden. And it yes, l- looks like when? something like, um, oh my God, they photoshopped it into an Anya poster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. save, save that one and we'll post it up on uh, the Instagram page. I think oh, that, wow. it I think was, you can uh, to do that. The lion arrived in Sweden in 1731 as a gift, as a gift to Frederick I from yeah. the Algerian Bay. Um, yes. Be- because and of, of course, the treaty... And, and everything like that. And yeah, it's, it was hand over as a gift. Oh, wow. Don't, don't drink so while watching that picture. Yeah. Uh, but of course, then <laughs> uh, the royal taxidermist, he of course had never seen a lion, so he had no idea how to to actually stuff it out and make it look alive. Sure. So, but that's no reason to make it look like a hamster on steroids. <laughs> he, he, did, he did his very Swedish best. I think that's the turn of phrase I'd like to use for this one. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, then. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll link the picture and put it up on Instagram as well. Uh, but definitely, it, it's a better experience to find it yourself because it's it's magnificent. Try to make the mouse look like that. <laughs> it's going to be a real challenge. I mean... No, but I was actually uh, on the part of... If I, if I were to have a taxidermid mice, mouse... Uh-huh. It would be really, really cool to actually have it taxidermied as the mal- the little knight from Narnia. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you recall the story? He sailed on the Dawn Strider with Prince Caspian and things like that. If mem- memory serves, it's 15 years at least since I read the books. Maybe 20 years now. 
I've never read the book. I've I've only seen the movie Narnia, and and I remember the the little rat. Uh, I think the, it's a mouse. I think it's, it's a, a mouse, mouse, but I could be it's wrong. Mouse. Yeah, but but it's still cool. And there's this guy on Instagram making uh, steel armor for mouses and cats, and mainly yes. mouses. Yeah, that's also the, thing. That's brilliant. Didn't one of, did it Brett? Did Brett spiff him? Yeah, they, like they spiffed him in the show, and I started yeah. following him, and and we had a, a, a quick chat. Uh, uh, yeah. from, we have a quick chat once in a while uh, because his work is absolutely fantastic. Um, so yeah, having uh, having a dead animal in your house, uh, taxidermy uh, piece of art. Is is really worth it when you can dress it as as a knight or, <laughs> or put an armor on it? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's. I'm not a fan of like the taxidermy things, like mm. in the beginning. Uh, but sort of, if you happen to have it, then yeah. my nature is to do something fun with it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, and by all means, I, I don't want to taxidermy my uncle or something because that would be a bit too weird. <laughs> no. Uh, but, like, then again. Oh, if, I hate it when you, like, say something like that and then there's a but. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because when I'm dead, I don't care what people do with my body. I'm dead. I'm gone. I'm out of here. Okay, noted. So, so, so if someone were to actually taxidermy me into, like, something cool, Something fantasy-like. He's not uh-huh. gonna get an armor. It's gonna be in ballerina dress or something. <laughs> as I said, I'm dead. I wouldn't care. No, uh, but it's still gonna be hilarious as fuck for all the other ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, okay I let, want, let's, I, let's I, move I, on I to that, that conversation. <laughs> no, no, no. It's no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. We can, we can stay there. Uh, in the spirit of taxidermy and Halloween, um, my parents used to have um, a fox, like a stuffed fox. Mm. with like all like nice on the wood like standing like it's in the forest and they had it on top of a wardrobe and it scared the living shit out of me when i was a kid because i could like it was in one of the um guest rooms or in their room so when i like when i was small i was allowed to sleep there i would wake up in the middle of the night my parents would be sleeping next to me but i would look up and those glass eyes would reflect every little bit of light that would be in the room or come in and my parents oh, wow. always were wondering why I did not sleep. <laughs> I was just getting frightened. Yeah, but just imagine the possibility that we have now with technology and simple LEDs or Arduino. We can put like lights into the eyes and make it speak during the night with a simple oh. remote control and stuff. We can do pretty Oh, like a little nice bit of stuff. animatronics to make just yeah. like completely scar a child for life. Absolutely. I mean, that's gotta be the best haunted house ever. Yeah, just taxidermy and, ho- and animatronics. That would be so cool. Yeah, I think that, think probably someone made a game about that already. <laughs> uh, I hope so. We, oh, the, you have Five Nights at Freddy's. That's sort of that thing with animatronic puppets coming to life and killing you. Nice. I've, I never <laughs> dared to play it because no. jump scary games are not my thing. Yeah, uh, but yes, that exists apparently. So if, Madrid, see, if you what's find your, what's, no no we're done we're done talking about taxidermy. <laughs> yeah. what's, what's your week? <laughs> uh, my week my week has been as mid busy. Um, still working on the secret project, but it's 
coming to an end. Uh, so I will be able to uh, talk about it publicly very soon, hopefully. Um, but yeah, good progress on that. So it made me happy. Um, some more details very, very soon. Uh, I also received my laser engraver uh, from uh, oh, yes, you did. Ofero. Or Ofero, I don't know how the brand name is pronounced, but anyway, it's a Ofero Laser One, um, and that's a, a company that contacted me and I talked about that, and I was pretty happy and surprised when I received it and opened the box because it was pre pre-assembled, so I was Ooh. like thinking that I would have to assemble it and and spend my whole day doing that, uh, but it was already ready to use almost. The only thing that I had to put on was the laser head. And I got three of those, so different. Um, Is uh, it focal length, or no? It's yeah. it's the it different uh, 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 strengths of the laser. Uh, the 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 oh uh, how, how many watts? Uh, how many watts? Five point five. I believe maximum luminous power. Yeah, power was the what I was searching for. Okay. Damn it. The laser uh, so power five point five watts. Five point five. Or it's five thousand five hundred uh, watts. So that's probably a watt and a half in Chinese. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but um, still, like, still plenty for a laser like that. It is an engraver, though. It's not a laser cutter. So yeah. no, it is, no, no, it is with, a yeah. lower tier and, and, item. Yeah. And, so with, to speak. and with five watt, it would be a cutter. Mm. Th that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. It's like a, okay, okay. a laser like that, a diet laser with five watts, like that would... <laughs> Apparently, you can cut with it. I've, I've, I didn't try it yet, okay. but depending on the setting, on the speed of the, the laser and the uh, power that you set in the uh, software when you use it, uh, you can easily engrave and possibly cut. I didn't try the cutting part yet, but the engraving is, is really good. I tried uh, all the three heads that I have. Um, one is absolutely perfect for what I want to, to do and it's the uh, less powerful one uh, and I also tried it I tried it on wood uh, and I also got a pretty good result so for mm. cheap uh, machine uh, it's the entry level uh, laser engraver that you can buy on, on, on the market right now uh, it's a it's a good one um, I mean for me as a total beginner, it's easy to use and, and it's working great. And I know nothing about lasers. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy, happy about that. Um, yeah, to go yeah. by that, they really seem to change your mind. Like, you were really stoked about it. And the results do look really nice. Like, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's really consistent from what I've yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. So not, not yeah, to yeah. make, like, um, advertisement for them or anything. But uh, what you showed me in the pictures looked really good on the video. No, you're right. That, that's not because they sent me the thing for free that I'm just going to say that good thing about them. I, I really uh, think that it's a good entry-level machine. For the price, it's doing it, the job correctly with very good results and it's super easy to use. So I'm not going to say bad thing about them either because I I don't... I, I would be honest. I'm, I... I I already probably talked about that in, in a previous uh, episode, but um, if a sponsor shows up and asks me to do 
work for them and show their product in a video, uh, I wouldn't if it has nothing to do with making stuff. I'm not going to sell shoes or matlas or um, tea or whatever. But if it's a tool and it can help the people that watch my video to have a better understanding of the possibility that you have when you do laser craft or metal working or woodworking, and it can help them to uh, forge an opinion about a certain product, I would happily do so if I'm and, and I will say that the product is good if it is good and that's that's the deal I have with the brand uh, I will I, I, I told them if I don't think that the product is good I I won't make a video about it or at least I won't publish it and yeah I'm happy with it so so that that's cool um, I see a lot of engraving in my next future, near future Sorry, yeah. Red, I didn't listen to you because I had to check my phone for the new raid at uh, Raid Shadow Legends. And I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just leave it out. <laughs> no, what, what I think what Jan is trying to say is that as a part of the deal, you gave them, you gave the laser company your first Horcrux. My first, my, my first, what? Horcrux. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the soul, the pieces of your soul that, uh, Tom Riddle makes it Harry Potter to become Voldemort. Then, oh no, that. I gave that away a long time ago. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> by, by the way, by the way, just just on the nature of Voldemort and Horcruxes, uh-huh. like the average life expectancy of a wizard is supposed to be at least a hundred something years old, like maybe hundred and twenty. Maybe you will have to ask yeah. Jamie for that. I don't know. And and. Tom Riddle, because of doing the Horcruxes and the dark arts and all of that, and the, not not because of all of that, but because of his action and how people reacted to him, he got killed at age of seventy. So, if he had not turned to the dark arts, he would probably have lived a lot longer. Probably, yeah. Which is really ironic, and, and I like that. And mention how long it took for him to actually figure all that shit out, how much time he could have lived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm with anyway, two big high Potter nerds, right? Because I I, I I don't know uh, much about Harry Potter. I've seen the movies uh, because my my yeah. wife is a big fan and she knows everything. She amazes me because she has a great memory. So she knows everything about Harry Potter and she knows everything about Lord of the Ring. Uh, including names of every single character, where they come from, Ooh. where She's I'm... read Silmarillion, hasn't she? she? Of course she has. Oh, I like her. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, I she... guess you should, you married her, but, but we... never mind. No, she, she's great with that. So yeah, my week has basically been um, working on a, uh, on a secret project, um, um, trying my leather, my, les- my leather laser engraver and playing assassin's creed again because i'm 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 so close to the end so i need to oh, yeah. finish the main quest and, only, and only a 50 more hours yeah yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean at this point you probably just want to finish the, the the main story in england so you can go and raid paris like the rest of us vikings yes i i'm 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 really close to finish the uh, story in england so i can actually go Red Paris uh, with the first extension. And when it's done, I can go uh, to Ireland uh, and do whatever to do over there. So, yeah. Work, uh, games, and, and secrets this week. Well, that sounds nice. Fun, fun stuff. Oh, yeah. So, on, on the nature of Halloween, and I guess we already 
rambled on with death things with taxidermy. But we were thinking of just knocking off some ghost stories. Yeah. Or telling of local hauntings and things like that. Mm-hmm. I bet you have uh, plenty of them, uh, of that kind of story in Germany and Norway, as well as we do yeah, in France, I mean, I think, probably. I think it's sort of a nature yeah. of just people living close together. And yeah. especially, I, I mean, uh, the whole superstition thing in Norway is really fascinating to me because we don't really have tales of dragons or what? all of that. We have <laughs> trolls. Like, uh, it, what? It, like we, have, uh, we the are only, the dragon guys. <laughs> yeah, I know in Germany you have dragons and you don't because we also have in France some tales about or story about dragons and you don't in Norway? No, the only story really from that I have heard about dragons is St. George and the Dragon. Yeah. Which I believe is happened sort of in Hungary or Bulgaria or something like far out west eastwards i just wanted to say like basically come from, from our side from our <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Side. yeah but but sort of if you f- think about it like all of these stories are manifestations of not only the people living there but also the geog- geography yeah. and the animals there mm-hmm. so we don't have big snakes or anything like that we don't have anything really dangerous that lives in norway apart from wolves and bears and they've never really been a big threat to humans. What we do have is a hell of a lot of mountains. And with that, landslides, rock slides, and avalanches. So mythological beings based upon the mountains have always been a lot more prevalent. Yeah. Talking about dragons really quick, I I heard a story, I I will have to check if it's actually true or not, but some people uh, seem to think that um, a long time ago people start start digging earth uh, to find stuff or to build houses and they discovered um, bones from dinosaurs and and it, it comes from all of that. Um, the, 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 the myth that that dragons were actually a thing uh, yeah. comes from uh, these people find, find, finding bones. I guess that's also a fair point that I don't think we have... Uh, let me phrase this correctly. Uh, pre-industrial era, pre-scientific uh, illumination and all of that, mm-hmm. I don't think and no one found dinosaur bones in Norway. Because you probably didn't search for it because it was too cold to dig the ground or something. There could be many reasons, yeah. Yeah. Because everybody who got searching for them in the mountains got killed by rock slides. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there could be all of these reasons. But I do what I do know is that we found a lot of whale skeletons. Yeah. We have a lot of that. Oh, so uh, you got a lot of sea monster stories or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, you have uh, Midgard's Ormen, Jormungandr. I think it was the old name for it, the, the, the worm that was encircling the earth by yeah. its own tail. Yeah. So it's uh, a worm, it's not, it's not a snake, because here uh, we have always heard the story, I have always heard the story that that's, it's, it's a snake and not a worm. Um, it's always pictured in France as, as a snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, I think it, we would call it not a snake, but an adder. Otto. Which... Yeah. Which is just like species being slightly different. Okay. Oh, okay. 
but I mean, it's snake-like. It's a snake for all intents and purposes. But that's, mm -hmm. I guess, that's the only thing that resembles a dragon in Norse mythology. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it's not part of sort of modern Christian folk tales. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I might completely be missing out on something. So if anyone out there listening have some extensive knowledge on this, please let me know. But right here now, I can't recall any tales of dragons in Norway. And the only reason I actually grew up with St. Georg, St. George and the dragon is through the scouts, because St. George is the patron saint of the scouts. So what's, what's the main story in, in Norway? What's the spookiest thing that you would tell uh, children for Halloween to scare them? Ooh, I, I'm not entirely sure in that regard. I mean, there, there's, there's no single story you would tell a kid both in Oslo and no north in Finnmark or something. Uh -huh. uh, my dad told me this tale of uh like not the valkyries but like the evil twins of them that will steal children in the night and carry them off Ooh. uh somewhere between being described as the valkyries from norse mythology but being closer to being the harpies of greek mythology if okay. that makes sense yeah yeah but I, that's i don't think that's actually in norwegian tales and my dad liked telling stories and all of that so he might just have made that up and amalgamations of things mm -hmm. um One story I heard really early on was in the Scouts, and it's not an old horror story, but it's um, one related to the world, Second World War. And uh, in my Scout group, we one of our regular camping routes in the Volkul Forest was also the location of one of the resistance movements during the Second World War, mm -hmm. which would have two locations, one sort of cabin that the Germans knew about, and that was open uh, in plain view. And there was a secret one that the Germans nearly found to the extent that they walked on the cliffside just above it and they could not find it. So, I mean, the, 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 they were, this was a shack of maybe three square meters and they had five guys sleeping in it or something in bunk beds. So, I mean, really warm and cuddly for winter, but not really private. Uh, and the tale goes that the Germans found this place, and, but they didn't find the hidden cabin. But they found a local kid who was delivering messages to these uh, resistance fighters out in the forest. And they strung him up in a tree and was whipping him to have him give information away. Uh -huh. uh, I believe his name was Anton, but that's, that's how the story was told to me at least. Uh, but he didn't give anything away. This was in the middle of the winter. So they couldn't... I believe it was in the middle of the winter, but that might go wrong at some point. Hold on. Yeah. Anyway, they, because he, if the tale was that he was on skis and they were walking, so he was nearly getting away, but then his staff broke or something, so they caught up to him. Uh -huh. Something, something. Uh, and no, that doesn't make sense at all. Sorry. They shot his horse. That's the thing. Oh, there was a horse. They shot, yeah, they shot the horse under him, so it's not during winter. Okay. Which was on skis, <laughs> where the stick broke. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why they caught the horse, because this horse didn't learn how to ski. And they, uh, they did taxidermy with it. And... <laughs> <laughs> It's all coming full circle now, guys. Uh, no, so, so, yeah, the Germans shot the horse from under him. They strung the, the lad Anton up in a tree. He might have been like 17, 16 at the time. And they started whipping him to get him to tell where the resistance movement were hiding. Because this was just outside the public 
cabin that everyone knew about, that there's a fair amount of Norway in Norway because Norway is vast. You need regular places to shelter when you went on long travels. And a lot of these are now uh, sort of in charge of either local scout groups or uh, different or the national hiking organization. I think I'll call it that for simplicity's sake. Uh, but they strung him off, they whipped him and he died from this beating. Mm-hmm. So the Germans then took his body and they dumped it in the local march. Okay. And that's where this ghost story comes in. That And my scout leader was telling us this story when we were out in this march, this specific march. And because also my scout leader has, sense, has a good sense for the dramatic, he beforehand had gone to the Halloween store and found a severed arm and he stuck that in the march. So <laughs> <laughs> when he walked out there, I was telling this story, like it, it was like the, the, the torch light under the chin to make the dramatic lighting and like <laughs> dramatical movements and voices and all of that. Uh, and he... He then sort of comes to the point and like saying that this is the legend of Anton in the march or in the swamp. And then he sort of pans around and sort of says that sometimes you can even hear him or maybe even see him trying to get back out and warn his friends. And then he pans the torchlight and you just see the arm coming out of the march. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, all of us being like... 12 or something just immediately scream and try to run away and then realize you're in a march you can't run so you fall face first into the nearest pothole of the march (laughs) (laughs) nice Uh, that's cool yeah what about you Jan do you have like the one scary story in Germany that everybody knows and and tells uh, the children okay there's a thing about Germany and stories. Um, if you take the stories of like everything of Brother Grimm, like mm-hmm. being Hansel Gretel, or like basic almost any Disney story mm-hmm. you heard about, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, if you hear the original, like if one parent thinks it's like, oh, my child really loved that Disney movie, I'm gonna get the book, or like no, the bro- from the Brothers Grimm, <laughs> I'm gonna get the book and I read it to him. Your child's gonna need a psych. Uh, how do you call it? Psychiatrist. A therapy. Yeah. Ther- oh, definitely, yeah. definitely therapy. Like and you Germans specialized in traumatic childhood <laughs> yes, stories. Because, because <laughs> folk, folk tales in Germany or uh, Märchen, how we call them, um, are not for entertainment. They used to be to um, basically bring children up to to a bit the law. Yeah, so basically, uh, Struvelpeter, for example, or the ones like the guy with his like long hairs and like never wanted to clean himself or like cuts his finger off lately or what? like all, all of those stories. Yeah, like they they are bloody. Like they like usually yes. they all die in the end. Like yeah. all the children that are in those stories, like Anson Greta never escaped that forest. Mm. Or I think they they. I think they burned a lady or something happened. But like, if you look at that, it's like all of them have like bad endings. And just to show the kids like this happens if you don't listen to your parents. Yeah, that's right. Even even the stories about Krampus, which I guess is more Austrian. That's Austrian. That's that's an Austrian one. Oh, so that's why it's sort of a happy ending. Yeah, probably. (laughs) But I mean, it's a tale of like there's a demon Santa that steals kids that has been naughty and eats them. So it's the same kind of story, but I think one of the Krampus tales actually is about a kid escaping and having help from her mother or something to 
beat off or fend off Krampus for that Christmas something something. Yeah. I seem to have I seem to have read a few of those stories a while back, but I mean ages ago. And yeah. and, and that silent sound is is Jan fervently googling. No, it's it's, it's basically. <laughs> um, I, I I was thinking about like how many of those are, but like if yeah, if you look at Brothers Grimm and you look at like the original uh, fairy tales, hmm. then uh, yeah, that, that's enough to basically wasn't there something a story about uh someone that would chop or cut the thumbs off kids who were sucking their thumbs too much yeah also <laughs> yeah and there's I mean, and there's I, I, and I, 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 I remember there's like one from um it's called max and moritz which are two like um well-mannered little boys that like steal and cook chickens from one and other ones. And I think the miller catches him in the end and just throws him into the um, milling wheel, into the grinder for them to like come out in Ooh. chunks and being fed to the- Yummy kid flower. Yeah, nice. and getting fed to his animals. Like that's, and that's like child stories. That's fairy tales. <laughs> that's <laughs> very nice. Wilhelm Busch. And it's all a rhyme, like he rhymes it. I'll, I'll have, I'll have to look up the complete list, but I just remember that the Icelandic has these really weird Christmas stories about these uh, 13 Nisse or like elves slash goblins kind of things. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, it's, it's uh, ladle liquor, it's like cauldron stealer, it's door sniffer. <laughs> Yeah, is this I'll, I'll, Red? You can go on with your story uh, if if you've finished down, and I'll actually look this up because the names are just oh, that's not, really like, weird. I, I have a story that I could tell that's like especially yeah, like yeah. directly please from do. my hometown, yeah, please. And it's uh, about the Postmichel, which uh, used to be um, a uh, how do you call it from from like the post office, like you know how they had riders from town to town that would deliver the letters, mm -hmm. uh, like a mailman. Mm -hmm. And um, this one was in the medieval times, and we have actually a fountain in the middle of the town with the story on it. So the story about it is, and I have to look a little bit at the details if I, so I don't get anything wrong. But yeah, it's approximately like uh, 500 years ago, and that mailman, um, Bonhart was his name. So what happened is there was a murder of a rich guy who didn't have any family, um, basically outside from Esslingen on his way to Stuttgart, and that guy got murdered and everything stolen from him. Mm -hmm. uh, that guy was pretty well known in Esslingen because he was like the, the old rich folk that was lived there. He was like 60 years old. And the only thing or the only uh, family he had was his nephew, his younger one. So what happened is um, that, that post writer that like goes through the like weeks later that goes like back and forward between there uh, suddenly found something on the side of the road like something glistening and it was a ring so he picked up the ring and just like put it on his finger because um, it's like well it's not often that you find a ring but people like usually 500 years ago really took care of their stuff mm -hmm. and he on his way to Esting and so he went in there and went in one of the like got his letters out and went into one of the taverns so one of the guys recognized the ring because it has the, had the emblem of the guy that was murdered on it. So the, the murders that actually robbed everything must have lost the ring while yeah. taking it. So basically what's happened is like the guy snuck out, called the guards, and they arrested him for the murder. Yeah. Um, of course, even then it was 
basically that you don't get uh, convicted unless you actually tell them you're sick or uh, how do you say it? Um, tell them that you were the murderer. So they locked them up in one of the yeah. towers in Esslingen, which is all like documented where the tower was and everything, and just tortured the guy. Nice. Till, it, till at one point he just said, it's like, okay, like, just stop torturing me. Like, if you must know that it was me, just kill me and uh-huh. l- let me be. So they were like, okay, we finally got him. So they got, got the guy from Stuttgart, the um, executioner. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, so it, all, every mailman there had a post horn, like one of those um, trumpets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they basically, okay, before you, before you, he's going to be killed by, um, by Behatman. So the guy was like, okay, um, I have one last wish. Let me blow my horn one last time before you behead me. And then he basically blew his horn and said with his like last speech, um, I'm going to blow this horn every year to this day till the real murderer is found because it wasn't me. So he got beheaded, the crowd cheered and everything. And every night during that time, that would always, he would, uh, he would blow his horn. Like basically the people would tell there was a headless guy riding on the market with his head underneath the arm, blowing the post horn. And that would continue for like, I think 10 or 20 years. So the one that witnessed the execution was also the nephew of the guy that was murdered. And he left Esslingen a couple of years later. Uh Um, And he arrived like 40 years for, I think they say here it was like 40 years later. So he got got back um, on his dying bed because he was like an old guy by then and Uh mostly insane. And in the hospice, like the place where they put the people to die, like the the hospital, he was laying there and he basically told the um, doctors that he was the one that murdered his uncle and he couldn't live with it anymore because every year till this day, he would always hear the horn, no matter where he traveled. Like he traveled basically Mm -hmm. all of the world, just Uh like from place to place. But every year at the same night, he would hear the horn. Nice. And that was the story behind it. And then when he actually committed this or like told him that he was it, like it stopped. Like the guy died and the people never heard the horn again. That's a nice story about guilt yeah. and, and, and remorse. Yes, but the really interesting thing about it is it's like we got the fountain in the middle of the center. We got all the historic places, but the story never happened. Oh. There's no registers of that guy ever existing. Really? There's nothing. Yeah, like if you look at the historical documents, like that, that I don't know when it arrived. Like I think 200 years ago, people started telling that and they already said it's like, oh, it was a long time ago. So mm-hmm. there were some historians actually go looking into it. Like what's the, the point of that story? It was just a story. That's what all it was. <laughs> I think they found the original one and it was like a screenplay by someone which got into a uh, urban legend which got into a legend which got into yeah today oh that, that that's fun that's a bit fun yeah and sorry my my english is a little bit shot tonight and i'm missing some of the words and i no, could probably fine. make it more illustrious but like this is the, the story coming down but if you visit esslingen you can actually find in the middle of the town you can find that fountain with the story of it engraved on the side of the mountain like the pictures put in stone but do, you I have a small make... aster- do you have a small asterisk at the end and footnote saying, but we know it's not true. 
<laughs> Give me an adding. <laughs> no, I'm um, I'm actually gonna make pictures of it. So um, when yeah, yeah, this please. episode is coming out, check Insta. Um, I've actually started doing it also for like the last travel I did at the hotel. So like whoever's listening to mm-hmm. it, you can on the Instagram you can find some of the pictures of the story we're telling. If it's something around the area, trying to make pictures of it, or it's the hotel something we've seen. So uh, you're more than welcome to comment under it, like this to the listeners. If you have anything to comment, like this is like a great place to comment directly. I think you should start posting your um, on Instagram on the podcast account. Um, yeah. Every single picture of every all uh, pictures of every single hotel room you are staying in, because today's one is also great. So <laughs> the picture <laughs> behind you and the curtain, the golden curtains are worth putting on Instagram oh, as you, well. Oh, you didn't even see that. There's like that oh, wood. Look at that oh, wood. Hell. It can't yeah. get more 80s than that. <laughs> yeah, please, please take pictures. And I and mean, they should pay you to stay in that hotel room. That, that, that looks like the interior of like a Bentley, you know, that um, burly wood, like inside yeah. that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. all of that. Burl like the whole room. Kind of, and the doors are probably just cardboard anyway. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And you read? Uh, we don't. We don't have that that many stories. Uh, no. We we have we have stories with spooky stories, and but it's mainly uh, like Jan. Um, the old stories from medieval times are mainly um, the ones that we all know because of uh, Walt Disney and and all that stuff, and and was uh, were used as um, education for educational purposes. So if you don't eat your soup. You, something will bad will happen if you don't pay your parents something bad will happen if you don't work to earn uh, money and food something bad will happen and etc etc um, we have a few local ones um, one is uh, my favorite you, you have the um, uh, traditional white lady on the side of the road uh, hiking yeah. and stopping you and killing you and or just appearing on the side of the road they, it will she will distract you so you will cry crash in your car and die and all that stuff. Um, so we have that. My favorite one, the one that he, he, uh, always uh, intrigued me as a kid was, uh, is the one called uh, La Bête du Gévaudan, um, which is actually, Gévaudan is, is, is a, a part of the country and uh, La Bête means the beast. So there was, uh, in medieval times, it was not medieval, just after it was 18th centuries, I believe, um, this beast, uh, at least what people thought was a beast um, killing people, uh, abducting and killing uh, children and girls and, and, and people and peasants and yeah. So a lot of people died and at, at first they thought that it was um, a wolf killing people and and sheep and stuff like that but uh, when they started to study the the bites uh, the mouth was way too big uh, the teeth were mm. way too big so it couldn't be uh, a, a wolf so they started to have all this um, um, fantasy about um, uh, the pit of hell opening and the beast coming out of it to uh, just 
kill people. Um, so that, that that's the story that we have, and and they actually made a movie about that um, in France, oh, really? which is yeah, it's an action movie, which is not totally bad, called Le Pacte des Loups. Uh, so it could be the I don't know what what's the English tran- translation is, but I, I would put links in in the in the thing. There is um, this. Um, uh, actor that made uh, action movies a long time ago uh, uh, and uh, uh, Mark Dacascos you've heard of that guy? No, nope, no? I think so uh, Mark Dacascos uh, I believe is his name uh, is um, the actor that made the movie uh Crying Freeman from a Japanese manga a long time ago, but you guys are too young to remember that. Uh, He played in John Wick. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I've seen the first John Wick. Yeah, he played in in the third one, I believe. (laughs) I Um, haven't seen the third one. I just say I have to see the first and the second one. Anyway. Uh, he was a big action movie star back in the days. He is playing in that movie. And the movie is is one of the first action, French action movies uh, set in in uh, back in the days, so 18th century. So all the uh, the outfits are from from that time, and it looks great. And there is a fight scene under the rain with big long leather coats and and hats. Awesome movie, uh, at least for that part, uh, and it, it's based on that story of the beast of hell killing people, and 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 we don't know actually what it was. If it was uh, actually an animal or someone trying to um, killing people and trying to make it look like it was an animal. So it's an unsolved mystery, uh, and in that part of the country, it, were, it it became something that we also have in other part of the country, which is if you don't obey your parents, or if you don't do that, the beast will come for you. So again, it was turned around to uh, scare children to make them obey their parents. Basically, it was it, it's all uh, it, it's been um, for the scary stories here, but. We also have a few different stuff, but it's more local. So it's, it's only a few people in one part of, uh, of the country that will know about that. When I went to my best friend's uh, wedding, um, we spent the night uh, drinking, partying and, and all that stuff. And around four or five in the morning, um, the sober one uh, drove us to uh, uh, outside of the city in the mountain, in the forest, not mountain, but in the forest, uh, mm. to show us the, um, the two doors. So in the middle of the forest, what? there are actually two doors. No walls. No walls, only Just doors. two doors. So I believe it was um, uh, what remains of an old building, maybe a castle or some sort of some sort. But what's well, remaining- gates of hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that, that's basically it. So what what you have, there is actually no door, but just two ar- uh, arch. Uh, door frames, to, basically. Yeah, or... door frame, but looking like an arch. So it's 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 uh, rounded on, oh, in, in on stone? top. In stone. Made okay, so ar- stone. archways. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no no door, no wooden door, steel door, no door at all. So you can see through, and and that's it. There is nothing else. Okay. 
And the um, common belief over there is that one will lead you to heaven and one will lead you to hell. Oh, and But, I thought it was put for knock-knock jokes. No. <laughs> <laughs> This is where all the knock-knock jokes come from. So it is hell. <laughs> But obviously you don't know which one is which. And the game is when you have good friends or when you're getting a little bit drunk at night is to go there with your friends and to go through one, wishing it's the good one. And um, we didn't go through... Uh, one One of us was ready to go. Guess with which one? The stupid one. Um, so I didn't go through. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I was with friends and they, they seriously, when I was ready to go, my friends told me, no, don't. But that's serious. Don't. Mm. And they're starting to explain me that um, people have, have have done it and died the in within a year of. I, I don't think it was related, but it was like sudden deaths, like car crashes and 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 stuff like that. So they refused that I go uh, that I went through uh, one of those doors. Um, but anyway. Uh, my long experience uh, taught me that if you have the choice between two doors, uh, take the left one. And um, so th that's the story, the local story. I've, uh, you guys also know, quick one uh, to to finish my bit. Um, you know, guys, that I've lived in Japan for a long time and, and they take that shit really seriously over there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, all summer, it's, um, summer is um, dedicated to ghost stories because in um, Tokyo area, July 15th also is Obon. So it's the, the celebration of the, uh, the Day of the Dead. It's the, the, the yeah, it's the Day of the Dead. Uh, and in another part of the country, it's August 15th. So you have basically two months the, in, in this uh, two months period. The whole country um, pay uh, homage to the dead people and go to the cemetery and, and feast and have party and dance and sing at night. But on TV and when you are um, alone at night with friends, it's all about ghost stories. Um, may, may, may I just ask why there's two different death days? I mean, is it the same kind of celebration? Both it's days? absolutely, it's the same celebration, but uh, Tokyo and Osaka don't agree on stuff, but it's... It's, it's the same as Thanksgiving, Canada and uh, US. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It, it has something to do with the lunar calendar and the official calendar. It, so it, it's not uh, on sync oh. in different... Uh, it, it has been decided in two different uh, time of the country, period of time in the country. So they didn't agree on, on, on the date, but it's exact same thing, exact same okay. celebration okay. Uh, through the country. And Red, sorry to throw that in, but don't Japan, I think they see it pretty loosely with the religion. So like you get many different religions like in, in one country without them like a lot yeah. of them are like intertwined, which yeah, they don't. Uh, basically, basically Japan is Shinto. So Shinto mm -hmm. is the uh, original uh, religion in Japan that believes that there is a soul or gods in nature. 
So you can mm -hmm. you can find a tree and people think that a god is uh, inhabiting this tree. So this tree has a soul, or mm -hmm. it can be also be a rock or a river or the mountain or whatever. So uh, it's it's all about nature and 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 animism. Uh, that's what it's called, I believe, in English. Um, uh, the, the the spirituality of things. Yeah. But it's it's not contradictory with having another religion like Buddhism or Christianity. Uh, you can you can have both in Japan. So ninety five percent of the Japanese are actually both Shinto and Buddhist. So mm. they use Shinto for happy stuff in life, like births and weddings and stuff like that. And Buddhism is all is only for the sad stuff like death and funerals and and stuff like that. Um, and you have more or less five percent of Christian in Japan. So you can you can have both religion and mix them up and and there is no problem. But ghost is something very serious that touches every single aspect of Japan because you have ghost story in Christianity, you have ghost story in Buddhism, and you have ghost story in Shinto. Uh, Shinto is um, very scared of uh, blood, death, and and dirt basically everything that's dirty is something mm. not good that you have to um, flee from uh, buddhism will embrace it but uh, take care of it in in a good way so yeah ghosts are real but we can deal with them or live with them and and just send them back to the country of the dead that's basically the like the, like a spirit more yeah um, so they, they they take that kind of shit very seriously and all summer it's all about ghost stories and haunted houses and I believe there is also a lot of stories of true stories um, mainly in the south of Japan in Okinawa uh, where uh, people fought against um, American army at the end of the second world war and, and killed themselves to protect the island and the family mm. because they were um, scared to be killed or raped and all that stuff so they they were all grabbing the same hand grenade and 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 killing themselves so a lot of that kind of story led to those people who died during the war are still here um and they became ghosts so they are here because they died painfully so they wouldn't be able to travel to the land of the death so they are still here and 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 we have to live with them so they once in a while uh, show up and do stuff so that's the old japanese mythology about that or or, or spirituality or, or, or fear basically so it's very very alive over there and and my friends my japanese friends told me don't don't laugh about it don't take take it seriously because it's real and i i'm not the kind of guy that think uh, that kind of stuff are real i i i'm very um uh, cartesian we say it I, i mean like logical uh, mind mm -hmm. uh, yeah, i need yeah. proof and i don't believe in superstition and all that kind of stuff uh but one day not during summer uh living in japan uh middle of the night 3 a.m uh also uh i woke up and i needed to go to the bathroom i had to take a leak so i went down opened the bathroom door uh did what i had to do wash my hand 
And as I always do, uh, I didn't switch uh, the light on because I wanted I didn't want to be full awake. I wanted to be able to go to back to bed and 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 fall asleep again quickly. So I all was in the dark. But the house wasn't completely dark because some lights through the window of of the full moon and all that stuff. And I am. And I swear, I am really serious now. I'm dead serious. I am a scientific. I need proof. I, I I got a PhD based on research and all that stuff. So I don't believe in supernatural stuff. But I swear, when I was washing my hand, someone was behind me in the bathroom, and I I saw it in the in the uh, mirror of the of the bathroom. Oh, that wonderful, wonderful moment when you're not fully awake and your brain still is playing tricks on you. So that was my conclusion, <laughs> and that's what helps, helps helps me. That oh, sorry, that was my conclusion, and that's what helps me uh, sleeping at night. <laughs> But for a split <laughs> second, someone was behind me, and and so it, I I don't know. Uh, I couldn't describe. Uh, I believe it was a woman. I believe she was wearing white clothes, which in Japan um, are. Uh, reserved for dead people uh, because when you bury them you bury them in full white with a very special um, outfit uh, or costume um, so anyway I believe it was a, a woman I believe she was wearing white and it was really a split second and when I turned to watch behind my back nothing obviously uh, but it scared the shit out of me I just want to say that you were awake <laughs> after that one and after that I was fully awake and, and couldn't sleep for a few hours and it was uh, f almost 15 years ago uh, and, and that's something I, I, I would keep in, in my head for the rest of my life. I I know it wasn't real. I know it was probably my brain tricking me because of the sleep and, and the light of the moonlight through the window. But damn it. I don't mm -hmm. I, I don't wish to anyone that to leave that kind of stuff because um yeah it <laughs> uh, it was it was weird to may, may I ruin things a bit for you? Oh yeah please do There's a, I know there's a lot of stories in Japan about people mm -hmm. hiding and living in other people's houses. Oh, fuck, no. <laughs> Have you looked into some of those news stories? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen that. And uh, I've, I've, I've um, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen <laughs> that kind of stuff. I'm I'd... sorry, but no, I'm no, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> there is also uh, a tradition in Japan that is to not lock the, the door. So basically you can walk into anybody's house what which i did as a prank to my friend's parents one day we were out at, at a restaurant and we when we came back to his home instead of him uh, entering the house and saying hey i'm back uh, that was me saying hey i'm back and the band <laughs> said ah, welcome back and and didn't check for five minutes who it was so i could have done whatever i wanted in the house before uh, even though the voice and the accent were pretty different But anyway, yeah, um, I, I, I've I mean, seen I mean the story in that case, of, they probably recognized you. Uh, I don't know. We we've I've, we've met. Uh, I I met uh, his parents only once, and it was five years before that. So I don't think that f oh, after five okay. years you will uh, you would recognize the voice of a no, French guy that then. you've met only once for five minutes. Uh, but it was a, f a funny prank to do. 
I've I've seen the stories of people living in other people's house. Um, I think that happened at some point, uh, in some way. To but you? Not to me, hopefully. Uh, okay, just that the stories are true. Yeah, the, kind the, of yeah thing. I yeah, think okay. the story are, the story are, are true. Uh, but believe me, I searched the old house after after the next day when when I when I finally woke up the, the next morning, I I searched everything and there was this trap in the roof to go under the uh, under the roof uh, um, mm. in the ceiling to go under the roof. I searched for that as well, and I found okay, nothing. Okay. No, I I I became very careful for a whole week after that story, and it may sound that I'm crazy, and I'm not. I swear, but but that that you that are, was, but it's uh, a good kind of crazy. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was scary. So that that was my my real um, ghost story. From I, that, fantastic. Oh, I have to set one thing, thing straight because I think like uh, people will notice otherwise. Brothers Grimm, they didn't write um, all no, of the fairy tales. They collected them and over 200 of them. So mm. I just had a quick look at it and it's like it's over 200 fairy tales they collected. And uh, they started in like 1820. So yeah, the, they're dark. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually have uh, our Norwegian spin-off basically. Uh, okay. They were ours, probably scream. They traveled the country and collected fairy tales from mm. local folk. They were scientists for language. I didn't know that. Brother yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they, they did proper research, yeah. actually. Uh, Brother Scream, that is. Osprey's the Moo, I don't recall why they specifically did it, out of maybe just being curious and bored rich people. <laughs> uh, but I mean, uh, Osprey's the Moo basically traveled the whole country, or supposedly had the whole country and collected stories. But in their case, I think like their wives also did a lot of the work and they never got any credit for it, which yeah. it's very, very on par with being 1800s in Norway and Europe in general, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I, I, on the whole ghost story thing, uh, I'm really, really fond of ghost tours mm-hmm. of like, uh, I, I did one absolutely ages ago uh, with my parents and brothers in Oslo about the old district around uh, Akershus Festning, the, the old fortress from the 1200s in Oslo, mm-hmm. uh, which I coincidentally, when a few years later, uh, in school when I did media and communication, we were tasked to make a video about something or other. And it, this was like half term exam or something. Fairly, fairly big thing. Uh, but I decided that, oh, that ghost tour thing that I did at that point, like five, six years earlier, I probably remember all of that perfectly. Let me just take the camera, take a friend, go into Oslo and just record me talking about ghost stories without fact-checking anything. Uh, and that video, sadly, is still on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> but luckily, it's all in Norwegian, so no one will understand it. Uh, especially if you turn on closed captions, because that doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, but but uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a few good stories in there. Like there's uh, an Irish pub that is not haunted, but by custom, Irish pubs are supposed to be haunted. Uh, the restaurant next door is haunted, apparently, and this Irish pub has been trying for years to steal the poltergeist from the restaurant and get it down in their own basement. Oh, that's I think fantastic. That's, I think that's a really good story. Uh, there is, there's a tale of a Swedish 
officer who was drunk in Oslo and who decided for shits and giggles to single-handedly invade the fortress in the middle of Oslo and who got shot and is now haunting the place. Uh, (laughs) There's tales of uh, like maidens in the watchtower catching on firing, falling to her death. That's been seen. Uh, Like the, the... the heavy panting of dogs running and chasing you uh, has been at the fortress. Also of horses screaming in pain oh. and dying is something that people have reported her- hearing. Which is not too far off because there's actually a, the stable for the Oslo police is actually on oh. next to the fortress. There's an old stable there. Which, which I think is really, really fun. Oslo has a mounted police force. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny does too. As well. Yeah, I, I just think that's fantastic. I just think it's fantastic. Um, but but uh, I, I had the point. I just lost it for a second. So when I went on Interrail by myself when I was 19, I traveled up to Edinburgh. And I went on a ghost tour there that was hosted by an astrophysicist. Which nice. was really, really fun because he was very well aware of all of the things that would make him jump and twitch. So, and he did all the thing of like, oh yeah, here's the Edinburgh University. And he told all of these stories of like the locals would tell that they did magic in there and they would ride around on brooms and playing some kind of ball game. And then he stops for a second and he points sort of across the low wall and over to a cafe and saying, and that's where J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter. <laughs> ah, nice. Then, then you had stories of like, uh, not Frankenstein, because that was written uh, during the year without the summer um, at some other castle. But it was also in the graveyard of Edinburgh. They apparently, one of the tales of Dracula was written like a man and wife sitting back to back, writing ghost stories to each other in the middle of the cemetery. Uh, and that's kind of cool things. That's that's one of the like one of the absolute best memories from going on Interrail by myself is that ghost tour, followed by all of the horrible things that happened, like with body snatching and the medical experiments that people did to do research back in the eighteen hundreds, and like the absolute slums and how that reflected in Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde stories and all of that. Uh, but the best, absolute best part is like after the tour, just standing in the middle of the graveyard at night and talking about everything from Vikings to astrophysics to this uh, actual PhD guy in astrophysics at night until 3 a.m. or something. Yeah, that was that was fun. And and, really and nice. just to round things off, unless you guys want to really go on a bit more, uh, I, the fact that I don't believe in ghosts does not not does not mean I won't be scared of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, logically speaking, there's very good reasons for a lot of things happening, or why you hallucinate things happening. Yeah. And all of that. And of course, this guy, having done the ghost tours, he's been tried to be sued by people who got hurt during the tours. tours. And every single time, people, it, it, the medical things were sort of, no, but these are inconclusive with things you couldn't have done to yourself. Hmm. So it was probably self-harm instead of yeah. hurt by ghost and then by him because they took them there and all of that. Uh, but the fact of like, yeah, I, I can still get scared uh, because it's it's like a hallucination. It's it's believed to be real in the moment, even though you consciously might be aware of, no, there's a logical explanation for this. Yeah. Or just the fact of... There's some yeah that was also very loud and scary. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, but so, so just the nature of like 
we, we have grown up, uh, evolved to sort of be afraid of the dark because if you wander off too much, you are more likely to die. So we have all of these psychological things in our head to tell us that, no, this is a bad place to be and you will have a fair response to it. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 being being yeah, a grown up and and if you get lost in the sto- in the forest or if your uh, car breaks down on the side of the road at night, yeah, you will get scared. Even even if it's for one second, and then you put yourself together and said, no, there is no reason. There, I have my cell phone. Civilization is not far away. Yeah, But yeah. You, you can still fear, um, even for a split second, that someone yeah. will get you and kill you and. Cut you. Uh, yeah, I would argue that not being superstitious and not believing in ghost stories will actually scare you more if something happens that you can't <laughs> logi- uh, logically explain. Yeah. 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 I think yeah, I see that logic. Good. Yeah. I can see that working as well. Yeah. So while Irish um, pub owners focus on getting a <laughs> poltergeist from. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so fantastic. apparently it never worked uh but i think that's just so fantastic a ghost or about not not being a ghost in the right place i think that is i think that's good that is great are you gonna sit up for halloween guys um sit up you mean for midnight and all that sweet up You wear wear a a costume and and scare uh, children i haven't planned that far ahead give candies away I well, I live in the middle of the forest. No one will find us. Uh, that's what you think. That's what I hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'm teaching a blacksmithing class this weekend, actually. Uh, and you can dress up for the class. So it's not you that's going to be scared. <laughs> no, I'm going to be the scaring. Uh, no, I, I haven't planned that far ahead. Honestly, I haven't even considered to do anything on Halloween this year. Uh, part of it is just it's it's an hour and a half you mean to drive now, to now today yeah <laughs> yeah it's oh yeah time travel i already had my course it went splendidly i have no idea <laughs> time travel is weird uh yeah it's only in five days so if you plan to uh dress up well, then people will know about it next week Come yeah on. but do it do it quickly because it's in five days so you have to get yeah, prepared yeah, yeah. and make yeah, a costume yeah. Make no. a costume. I am a costume. You've seen me. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're not that scary. Then no, let's, going to be scary. Then, just silly. Silly. Then oh, let's okay. point the time travel towards the past. What have you guys been focused on? Oh. <laughs> um, I've been focused on a new TV show uh, called Foundation. Oh, is it good? It is really good. At Did least books. No, because so mm. many pages and so many books, and I I have been recommended it. I, I a guy recommended recon, Damn it, a guy told me many years ago that the books were really good. So I've always uh, been wanting to read them. Never took the time to do so uh, because I was hoping that someday a movie would be made um, and it has been it's a TV show on TV Press uh, Apple TV Press uh, so far um, I've seen five episodes and it uh, the um, editing is a little bit tricky because it it goes back in time or forward and, and it's a weird mix 
but I I really like it. It's really well made, uh, well played. Um, one of the actors, um, the CGI are really good. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I've been focused on this week. Foundation. If, if memory serves, I think there are five books in the Foundation series, and and uh, I believe so. Yeah, and one is prequel. Then you have yeah. Foundation and three or four. After I have that. I have all the books in. Yeah, me too. That cardboard box underneath the printer. <laughs> me uh, too. Never took the time. It, it's well worth a read. Uh, but of course, if you already like the series and just want more of it, uh, the books probably will be better as they I think, are. I think I will do that after uh, once once I've watched the show fully. Mm. Yeah, I, I would probably read the book. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the foundation is on my watch list. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. Because I, I've been catch, or catching up. I've been watching Cobra Kai, oh. and yeah, I and I just the, the second and third season are not as good as the first one. Yeah, that's true. But I'm still just really loving it. Uh, mm. Stupidly so because it's about karate, <laughs> and but not only because of that, but th- that's a big part of it. Uh, but honestly, the character development they have and sort of the psychology of the people or the characters in this. Uh-huh are so very well made yeah you that's true. absolutely understand sort of where they're coming from uh, and to, to, to feel that in a little bit this is cobra kai is the spin-off series taking place 40 years after karate kid mm-hmm. the original mm-hmm. and they have a lot of the same actors taking place yeah you have the same actor playing Danny LaRusso. you have the same actor playing johnny lawrence you have the same actor playing uh crease the the evil the Cobra Kai old sensei yeah and there's so many return people I think even uh, the girlfriend the mom, no it's the girlfriend did not return it's another girl who's his wife in this okay. one in the series that, that, or that ended up marrying him uh, but I believe his mom is re- returned as well and like <laughs> yeah yeah that's right and and uh, yes the the fight scenes in some of these are ridiculous they don't make any sense they don't they don't look like the people actually always know how to fight or are connecting but they look like they're having so much fun when they made this and i really really like the characters the character development and sort of how they've f- grounded them all in psychology and how they try to break out of their old habits and then something happens and pushes them back in as they mm-hmm. start to get sort of into better habits and become better different people and all that so i really like it for all those reasons but that, that, that wasn't actually my spiff. That's just me rambling on. Uh, the, the thing that really, really uh, I want to tell people about and want other people to focus on this week is uh, something that the Modern Rogue channel did, I believe it's two years ago now, where it's, they, have, uh, they made their own ghost haunting show and they showed how... First, they go into a, haunt, a supposedly haunted house and they experience a haunting and get scared and weird shit happens. And then they turn the lights on and they walk through everything that happens and explain it. Oh, so nice. It, it starts out with two hosts not having any idea and the camera people tricking them. And then the camera people sort of re- pull back the curtain and reveal how it was done. 
and all, both the things that they sort of planned for and what they didn't plan for and they also show sort of how they, with editing they talk to the locals and make them sound like there's a lot of scary stories there mm. when there's not <laughs> so it's it's, it's it, it basically just disassembles the whole haunted tv show genre which yeah. i think is after you've scared two hosts uh yeah, for yeah. half just an hour less- Yeah, oh, fantastic. So it's, it's really long. Watch it. it might be 40 minutes or something, but it's it's well worth it, especially if you both like to like the haunted stories and like or and are a skeptic and like the truth about things. This this is this checks both the boxes to me. Nice. Just, just a piece of advice uh, before you st- decide to scare um, your friends, uh, be aware that fear calls for violence. So oh, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If remember you to are- duck. If you are if you are trying to scare your friends, uh, be prepared to to get punched in the face or worse because yeah, yeah. that would be my my instinct. Um, <laughs> to be honest, probably, probably me too. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. But but that was the Modern Rogue, and it's an old video, but you have it linked. Uh, yeah. But if you search for Modern Rogue, um, haunted ghost stories, you'll probably find a, a few videos. This should be the longest one, I think. Dear listeners. If you want to scare somebody, defense by offense, scare him and then hit him with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 maybe. Good work. Oh, but honestly, though, I mean, you probably relate to this. Uh, something I always wished for whenever I was interacting with customers when I was working at the cinema or in a shop or something, I always wished for to have like a rapidly inflatable hammer. <laughs> that whenever someone walks up to me just keep asking the stupid questions i can just whack them over the head with something that doesn't hurt just to prove a point yeah, with the squeaky someone, module someone probably squeaky. yeah so like, but, but it's like like this cartoonishly big but it's like the sense of you just pull out this small little cartridge and you just crack the seal and it inflates this massive hammer in front of them and you just whack them i just someone need to make that for me because i so want it jake make notes you got some of those uh ideas i hope he listens to that podcast i hope so I hope after so, the hug machine you got the inflatable hammer oh yeah if anyone can make this he is definitely one of them but anyway jan what's what's your focus my focus in the uh sense of halloween or staying in the um overall theme it's uh christine mcconnell i don't know if you guys know her she has a show on YouTube or a channel on YouTube. I don't know if she uploaded anything within the last years. Uh, Christine McConnell. Mm-hmm. And she also has a show on Netflix, which was only one season before it, it got. It, it is wonderfully uh, awkward, the whole show. She is kind of like a maker in the weirdest sense. She talks to a taxidermic um, opossum, I believe. What? So it's like a whole show. It's definitely a video production. Like even the um, the show on YouTube is like professionally made. But she's like a maker in the, the widest sense where she's like cooks stuff and explains on the YouTube channel. Like she makes like bone cookies and stuff like that. It's wonderfully awkward. Like the wait, whole wait, lady, wait. she's like that gothic wipe. Does she make bone shaped cookies or does she use bone flour to make cookies? But Watch that's, that's a... Oh, <laughs> now you're teasing me. Of course, <laughs> it is really good. Like I r- thoroughly enjoyed it. It's like it, it 
radiates like awkwardness the whole video and like it doesn't it's like a little bit of the muppets with a little bit of the adams family with a little bit of maker so it's mm. it's really really I'm nice intrigued. to watch i have not checked her youtube in a long time i have to admit but i actually um switched into the netflix show a couple of weeks back again just to uh, like watch an episode a video three weeks ago Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. I gotta check it out because I think she didn't post anything for a long time. Uh, yeah. The previous one was six months ago, but yeah, uh, three weeks ago she made a, a new video, a pretty long one, 44 minutes, creating a family portrait um, and, and looks really nice, actually. That's how yeah. I got to it because a friend of mine sent me on an Instagram post the um, the postcard. Is it her getting like that body out of the back of the car? Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't watched okay. it yet. Yeah. I, 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 I was not, just checking out channel. Like I said, um, she she's on like um, Insta since I, I don't know the Instagram channel, but I know she's on Insta because I got that picture sent, that postcard. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, yeah, check check out YouTube and if you have Netflix. Will do. Red. Did no, you already? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I've done, my, I've done mine. See, it's getting to the level of tiredness and you the length. You were not focused, and, my friend. And, 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 and yeah, <laughs> and also, like, if I look at the time, we're like um, <laughs> getting dangerously low to make a waffle. <laughs> <laughs> time again. I, I, I think that's our cue to round off the show. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so thank, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you Rasmus, for listening. Do your thing. I'm, I'm trying here. I'm trying. Oh, I was just thanking you before you thank oh, all, all the oh. listeners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Good just excuse. gonna, I'm just gonna like pull it out a little bit longer. So, <laughs> asshole. I know. <laughs> you still love me. I'll send you the pina colada song. <laughs> oh fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you all so much for listening to us ramble on for another week. And you can find the show at Two Thirds Focused if you spell it out in all of the social media places and on Gmail and Patreon if you're so inclined. And you can find me at Rasmus Lowen and lowensmeer.no if you speak any of the Viking tongues. And you can find me at uh, theredsmith.com and Redsmith or The Redsmith uh, everywhere. And you can find me at Nerd Inventor on basically any of the social media platforms, mainly YouTube and Instagram, though. Very, very good. Yeah, happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween, Take guys. Care. Good haunting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See you next week. Bye-bye, guys. <laughs>